today? It is Monday, June 26th. Um, very excited to have today's guest on because you know I would like if I were ever to actually take on some kind of business operation, which I, I wouldn't. It's, it's, it's I know it would be easy, um, a lot less scary than I think. I would love to get an old yellow bus or, I mean, everybody else has taken some kind of vehicle and turned it into a food truck. So why couldn't I take one of those vehicles, stuff it with fruits and vegetables and take it into neighborhoods that need them? Food deserts. Um, Mark Myers is somebody who could do something like that. In fact, Mark and his fiance, um, Courtney, are doing something like that every Saturday on Cherry Street. Um, I have a lot of questions for for him. You will hear in just a couple of minutes. It was good to catch up with him. I saw him and his story with his fiance in the Blade, and these are exactly the kind of people that I'm looking for to fill some really, really big holes, some completely dry deserts that we have here, not only in the inner city of Toledo, but certain parts of uh, rural Northwest Ohio. So, Mark, in just a moment or so. Saturday night, I have um, I have some friends who are having a, a party for being married. Um, I, of course, I said, yeah, I'll be there. And that was months and months and months ago. And then I, I saw things on the calendar started to pop up. Uh, the Italian Bowl is Saturday. That's at the Glass Bowl. There'll be a night market there. I did see that the, uh, the Mayor's Cup, the, a lot of area mayors got together um, in celebration of the Italian Bowl at Central over the weekend and did a punt, pass, and kick competition. Doesn't look like anybody went viral, which is both good and bad. But uh, I was happy to see the mayor, our mayor, Wade, in some athletic gear because he has always suited up. Um, but this weekend, we've got the glass bowl or the Italian Bowl at the glass bowl, the night market, everything that goes with that. And then downtown... Um, the Jared Anderson fight. I don't need to throw any more of my thoughts and opinions to you about Jared Anderson and what he tied to Toledo, being a Toledo native, and what he could mean as a heavyweight boxer. And this could be a very big punch towards him becoming the, the next big name that is recognizable across the country and in boxing places all over the world. Uh, Jared, the Toledo dude, could be that guy. So there's that fight, and I got to believe there'll be 10,000 people for that. And then how many ever thousands of people for the fireworks? I haven't looked at the forecast, but that's a lot of stuff going on downtown. And I was thinking, where do I park? What's it going to cost? How long will my mood hang out? And uh, I saw a glimmer of hope today. Tarda is going to be running shuttles from Franklin Park Mall to and from. Round trip, three bucks. Um... Every 30 minutes, I believe, beginning at 8 o'clock, going till 10 o'clock, and then 20 minutes or so after the fireworks are over, they will start running you back to Franklin Park Mall. And again, that's just three bucks, which will definitely be cheaper than most places you'll be able to park, and you'll get dropped off in a good spot as well. Um, I'm guessing getting through a bus or getting through in a bus before and after will be a lot easier than four-way stop signs downtown, which may or may not have people directing traffic at them. Then the other thing would be is Jared's not likely to fight since he is the main event in this in this event at the Huntington Center. He's probably not fighting until at least 11 o'clock. So maybe I uh, do the Tarda. Make my appearance at my friend's weddings party. Um, go run around a little bit, say some highs, and then get my butt home to watch his fight, which I believe will be on ESPN. Not two or three or four. I think it's on the main ESPN. 
So you could take advantage of that as well. I'm sure these buses will be jam-packed um, as well, but probably a little easier to navigate when someone else is driving. Like I always say, bring on the autonomous vehicles. That way everybody can be on their phone when they're in their vehicle all the time. Um, a vehicle, stuff for fruits and vegetables, not quite my idea, but uh, Mark and Courtney are doing just that and dropping it off to a farmer's market on Cherry Street and other spots as well. It's a lot easier to make your own food than you would think. And we'll dive into that now with Mark. Mark Myers, good to meet you, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking my random DM. Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out. Absolutely. Uh, one of my things here in our area, um, the reason your article in The Blade caught my eye was uh, we, have, we have a lot of food deserts. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of food deserts. And uh, is that you, your fiance, Courtney, right? Correct. Um, tell me a bit of the backstory here and we'll, we'll get it up to uh, the, the Love Always Foundation Garden of Treats. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what what hit you guys during the pandemic besides all the, all the awful things? Uh, so one of the main things was with us also having a daughter mm-hmm. uh, and being able to have an option to sustain ourselves uh, because we do know those who control the food more than likely control the people mm-hmm. and having someone being able to have control over what we eat and how we eat was something that we did not want to have uh, affecting ourselves, especially our daughter coming in sure. uh, to this uh Earth. So were you running into food inst- food in- instability or stability problems in the teeth of the pandemic? Uh, Not not so bad because we lived in Texas at the time, mm-hmm. South Texas, and people were panicking. Uh, you know, they, they you know, a lot of deception going on, a lot of uh, people freaking out about certain different things. But sure. things were running, uh, running out the shelves, but we were pretty stocked up Good. on a lot of the things by uh, staying informed of what was going on. Uh, but it was just um, being prepared. And not having to go into the panic stage because that only happens when everyone starts to buy. Sure. It's not that there's a shortage. It's that that if if all everyone lives in Toledo going to buy the same thing, of course there's going to be a shortage on it. Right, right. We all have the visions of the toilet paper nonsense a couple of weeks into the pandemic. Exactly. Um, you're, I know you're a Toledo native. We'll come back to that. How, how and when did you get back here to this area? Uh, we recently moved back here probably about a year ago. Uh, we spent about uh, two years uh, in Texas, where my wife was in medical school there. Uh, we had our daughter uh, with uh, a midwife, San Antonio midwife, which was a beautiful experience. I actually got to deliver it myself. Excellent. Uh, and then once we, uh, my, 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 my wife's uh, mother passed away, and we wanted to be closer to family, and we started looking for land um, 20 minutes south of Bowling Green, mm-hmm. and we found the perfect home. A perfect situation for us and it all worked out so we've been here going on a year in september good, good to have whitmergrad back i know right um so uh, this plan of the uh, love always and, and garden of treats mm-hmm. began down in texas right uh correct so yeah the uh love always foundation was uh my my wife's had uh always came up with it and it was first it was an apparel uh an apparel company and then we wanted to expand it uh, when we, you know, we start growing, like, uh, when we moved into our townhouse, we start growing like lots of melons and things like that. And it was delicious. And we just wanted to share with the people. And we always wanted to do something good with our community. She's from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, what part of Detroit? Um, right in the city. Okay. She, she's from right in the city, uh, of Detroit. So, uh, she, uh, from right there and just bring people together and we, uh, adaptable people. And so. You know, we can connect with our community uh, and the people from our culture uh, very well. And so it's just that giving them the opportunity to 
you know, taste the fruits of the labor sure. uh, from the seeds. Literally, yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, I, I have this 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 uh, dream, I guess, this wish. Um, we have more and more farmers markets all over the areas. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been to a bunch of them yeah. now. We can get to that and where people can find your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great, but a lot of people don't have transportation to get to some of these That's things. True. And I wish, I almost wish there was a mobile farmers market. Like we could get an old school bus, rip all the seats out and take some of the stuff that you do or the other farmers and drive it into mm-hmm. some of these neighborhoods where sometimes people only have a, like a dollar general to go to mm-hmm. and they're not getting fruits and vegetables there. Can you can you talk about eating that stuff as opposed to some of the junk that anybody mm-hmm. can buy because it's either convenient or it's it's cheap and how important the food is that you guys are making and eating? Uh, I would say the main thing is that we have to get out of that instant gratification of a society. We got to get out of the microwave society. Uh, when it comes to eating, uh, eating electrician food, you know, it take a little more creativity from, you know, uh, from stop eating meat to get being cre- more creative in the kitchen uh, to eat those things. So, like, even in even when you go to the grocery stores, you definitely see that some of the uh, the rainbowish foods as in like the fruits, the vegetables, they cost a little more. Uh, than the processed foods um, and the same thing is like if you look at the ingredients in our foods and across seas uh, like Europe and things like that they don't even sell the same foods and you know America is one of the most leading uh, countries in diabetics yeah we're a bunch of fatties exactly <laughs> exactly just over over consumption we consume yeah. we consume too much and don't give enough yeah you know what I'm saying and so can I push back on you a little bit because I, I am a, I learned early on and I, I've always been a workout person mm-hmm. want to watch my what I put in my body mm-hmm. um, stay on the perimeter of the supermarket uh, mm-hmm. Don't go down the aisles where all the processed stuff is. Mm-hmm. And my, and granted, it's just me. But um, even if I was buying for a family, and I'm buying what I'm buying, the mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables that I get, um, and I, I eat chicken, not a lot of red mm-hmm. meat. It's less expensive than processed things. Like, give me two sweet potatoes, and I will make you some some banging sweet yeah, potato yeah. fries rather than a, a five dollar bag of chips. Yeah, like the stuff that we're talking about is is pretty inexpensive when people were going nuts about eggflation, yeah, I was like, insane. yeah, my lettuce is up a little bit, but that, that lettuce is that it's up a buck is still lasting me a week of salads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fruits and vegetables can be really inexpensive, especially when you're growing it yourself, right? Exactly. So most of the majority, 90% of the things that we bring to these farmer's markets, are we are growing ourselves. And this is like, you have to utilize your resources because you can grow food in multiple different ways. Uh, like you can get green bucket containers. Uh, if you can go on our YouTube at Garden of Treats and how we utilize our resources by getting free green buckets and growing food in them. What's a green bucket? A green bucket is a five-gallon bucket. You know what I'm saying? Throw you some soil in there. Throw you a little bit of fertilizer in there. And you got a garden. And, and you got a garden. It's, it's just great. like... The one thing that I, I could say our people have having trouble with is implementation. We got to implement. You know, we talk a lot of, uh, about what we want to do, what we want to do, but we got we got to f- stay focused on putting requirements exist when you want to have a garden. You got to have water and you got to have sun. You got to have organization. And so it's just um, putting these things into place to making them happen. For some people, being organized, details can be really challenging. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about food. You're talking about saving saving money, which mm-hmm. is something that, that I think everybody wants to mm-hmm. do. Uh, eating better, putting good things in your body. 
really, how hard is this to do what you did and mm-hmm. to teach other people to do it? I would say my wife is a big uh, key to that because she is a very organized uh, woman. I could say that she, she has definitely helped me own in on because, like, you know, we guys sometimes we're not as oriented as the women being. So, like, I have all these creative ideas, and she definitely helps hone them in. Like, you know what? Well, hold on, wait a minute, wait right. a minute. And so, over the time, I definitely have dialed back on like uh, knowing when things are appropriate to put in place and when not to put in place. And so that definitely has been a help. But the main thing when it like come to money, you can think about this. You can go buy an heirloom tomato from the grocery store, plant the seed. It's going to take a little while. You know what I'm saying? It take a while for those things to grow. But once they do grow, they start to producing. Go to the store as you as you harvesting your tomatoes, add it up. A dollar a dollar for organic tomato. Look, you plus a dollar. Now you plus two dollars. Yeah. And these are all things that you can grow because if you want to see it the economic way, you can put it economic way as form. And so it's like even for the children, it's like sowing seeds, harvesting wealth. You literally we were literally printing money by growing food. Right. Uh, what would you say if somebody wanted to be a, a big a beginner gardener, whether they have some space or you're talking about the bucket way? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the easiest route, easiest thing for somebody to, to plant and to grow? And it doesn't need a lot of maintenance or if you forget about it. Like, what's the best way to start? The best way to start? Put is, some seeds in the ground, right? It's with themselves. Yeah. It start, starts with themselves and just knowing like, you know, you know, be be dedicated to it in this. Uh, well, food wise, lettuce, lettuce, lettuce. Literally, you you can turn over lettuce within fifteen days. Just, just how, like, how just, much does it cost? So let's let's take me from the beginning to the end of this. I want to grow some. I just told you I love sal- I eat salads every night okay. for dinner. What I would have stopped buying it at the store. What's mm-hmm. my first step to do to get that coming out of the ground? The first thing you need to do. So the easiest way to do it probably is probably like a. Um, uh, uh, like a watering tower, like a, a lettuce grow tower. Uh, so you wouldn't even need, so it's like a hydroponic uh, system. And you can turn over someone's food in this tower. It's unbelievable. Uh, so the first thing I would say is, depending what your financial situation is, either one, you can drop you some seeds um, within the little containers. That's going to cost me how much? Um, you can get you a, a, a red solo cup. You can find it from the dollar store for a dollar. Or you can get one from wherever you might go to a party keep a couple cups right you know what i'm saying go to, <laughs> Ma- go to mcdonald's get you a, a a little plastic cup or a little uh paper cup and then from there get you some soil you might want to you definitely want to get you some decent soil because one of the things about uh when it comes to uh, soil if you get the soil from outside it may be too too mature and maybe too dense and so it may not drain as well and so you want to, money may want to get like uh Pot, uh, pot and soil it's a little lighter like pea moss and things like that it's like uh, crushed up coconut flesh and things like that uh, would be helpful and so you would get your you, go get your tomato from the store tomato or not, not tomato lettuce I mean, lettuce, lettuce. Get, get you some lettuce seeds you can Kay. get lettuce seeds from you know how much how much does a lettuce, lettuce seeds, seeds cost you probably can get some from one, uh, Home Depot or even the dollar store for probably no more than five dollars no more than five dollars Get okay with soil seed cup no more than t- no more than fifteen dollars. Okay. No more than fifteen dollars. And the good thing about the lettuce, once it starts to grow, if you cut it correctly and don't cut the stem, it it continue, it continue to uh, reproduce itself, and you can harvest that for 
you know, depending how much nutrients is in the soil, you can continue to grow that lettuce. So like romaine lettuce, it's going to grow quick. It's going to continue to tur- to turn over for you. Love uh, romaine. Yeah, yeah. Those things like that. It's just being creative and knowing that it's going to take a little time. After uh, I get this thing growing a little bit, I'm sure it, it's got to come out of the solo cup and go into a bigger spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Because, you know, some romaine lettuce is probably no bigger than our hand. Some of the base is no bigger than our hand. You can definitely put them in a uh, little bigger pots. Uh, but if you were to put it in them five gallon buckets, you might get some big little heads mm. and you can just be chipping at that, you know, all throughout the week. And then at the end of the week, you wow. might be done with that head. And like three or four, you can get these. Matter of fact, you can get the green buckets for free. Yeah. You can get the green buckets for free. So you can just stuff, forget a solo cup. You can just go right for the green buckets. So for like, we'll stick it with like that 15 bucks is I'm going to grow this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay. It's very likely if I do this right, I'm not going to pay another cent until I want to go buy some lettuce because I can keep making my own. Well, so when you first start it, you're not going to get lettuce overnight. Right. You're not going to get lettuce overnight. But once your lettuce start to grow and it start to produce itself and you can harvest it and you got a couple dependent. It's a, you say it's just you, and you say you eat lettuce almost damn near every day. Mm-hmm. So you might need seven, eight, nine lettuce things growing. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you want to put them on rotation. And as you say, if you don't want to buy lettuce in the store no more, you definitely got to be realistic about it and make, making sure that you plant enough. You know what I'm saying? You can't just plant one one lettuce seed and think you're going to eat sure. off that lettuce seed for all eternity. You know what I'm but saying? But I'm definitely so. saving money as opposed to buying in the store, regardless of what kind of... I go to uh, to the Monets here in Glendale because mm-hmm. real prices are really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm still going to save money doing it your way, right? Hundred percent. And then another thing you know is that you know for one that there ain't no pesticide spraying on it. Yeah. You know exactly how it's being grown and also that you putting love into it. These plants are very much alive just like we are. They're living organisms like we are and it knows that it wanna thrive and live like you. And so it's gonna provide you with these beautiful things and you gonna it's a plant in the home or even near you. It's gonna make you feel better. It's just the nature of reality. We've seen so many people take up uh a planting is a hot plant as a hobby mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. If they've done that and they want to save some money and they like fruits and vegetables, this would be the logical next step to, like you said, you give love to the plants, give love to some of the food that you're going to put on your plate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want to get this stuff, as I've already alluded to, I'm going to get this stuff at the inner cities. Um, how do we do that? So that's like, that's one of the things that the Love Always Foundation is Great. working on now. So like, we uh, brought the first farmer's market to Cherry Street. Actually, let me not say the first because it may have been farmer's market before our time, but I asked my father and a couple of my mother, and they don't remember any farmer's markets being on Cherry Street. You feel yeah. me? And so um, it's just putting these things back in the place where the youth can see uh, food being grown and experience this fresh food being grown. And if I may um, say this uh, with great respect and reverence, someone that looks like them making this food and selling this food. Exactly. So it's like indigenous people uh, have always been cultivating the land and something that we have gotten away from is being complacent with uh, ha- being able to go to the store and just purchase the food off the shelf. You feel me? And that's why a lot of the people, when they come to our farmer's market, they see that we may not have peppers right now, but you got to know that things are, when you are gone, Gardener, things are seasonal. You sure. know what I'm saying? Things are seasonal. And so it ain't it ain't quite watermelon season yet. All the watermelons that you may be eating from the store that are seeded only, we only eat seeded foods because if we didn't eat seeded foods, how would me and you be here? Right. You know what I'm saying? So seeds. Gotta grow from something, right? Gotta grow from something. And so it's um being able to just apply and just show them that they can do it. And so like 
like the youth when they came to our uh, event on Cherry Street, the first one, you know, we was giving away plants to the youth. And so it was just like, water this plant, you know what I'm saying? You can grow you some tomatoes. It ain't going to grow overnight, but it shows them a little consistency and just the little things. Tell me about that event. Uh, so basically, we are on Cherry Street uh, on, on Saturdays. Y'all can check our website. Uh, we can share that in a little bit where we just set up uh, from 10 to 2 and we just providing fruits, uh, vegetables and our our straight juice, which is I ain't going to lie to y'all now is it's the best juice. It's definitely the best juice in the land. I ain't going to hold y'all. Great. Look. It's amazing. Uh, we definitely going to have to get you some because it's some good juice. And yeah, so that's all we that's all we be doing with you. What's the what's uh, where on Cherry Street are you at? Like, how are you? What's the setup like? Are you at a store or a place outside of uh, the truck? So, uh, one of our board members, his name is Maurice Smith, and uh, he owns the building and the property right there. And uh, got it. Uh, that's the space that we are leasing right now, and we are on uh, Cherry Street. And Central, Cherry and Central, okay. um, McCumberland. I think it's McCumberland. So, uh, if you're going down, uh, the roundabout's over there, right? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the roundabout is, I, be, I believe, west. Uh, no, north, north. So it'll be going north. So if you come in from the south, you'll run right into uh, Central. And I wonder how far somebody would have to go if they wanted to walk from where you're set up on Saturdays to find the stuff that you're selling. Um, Probably a long ways. Definitely over maybe a highway or something. Uh, dependent, dependent. That's the thing. It's like we targeting people within the area, but I can't say is that we had a lot of people uh, who noticed us within the Blake who come out and a lot of bike riders who was riding their bikes from over over on the east side had also stopped and sh- uh, showed support. Good. Uh, so it was just that a lot of them said that they haven't seen any farmers market like this over here before, and so within their time, and so it's just good for them to see it, and, you know, as as we continue to grow, um, the, the support picks up also. What what are some of the goals for your growth? And I guess, no pun intended with the growth word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main goal, so the one is like, the one thing that we are aiming for is, since we have a youth, uh, youth program, uh, is increasing our memberships. And with the memberships, uh, we plant fruit and nut trees across the land so we can have abundant of food. Uh, even our grandparents used to say that they used to just run around the neighborhood and just pick pears, apples, uh, and cherries from the uh, from the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So it's that is uh, the youthful program where we teach the youth how to grow food, harvest food, and plant recognition. You know, foraging. Like right out here, we was before we came in here, we found some wild grapes. Did you really? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like being able to plant recognition and do those things. So the, the goal is to increase uh, memberships. And another thing we're working on is uh, uh, acquiring more lands to implement more uh, gardens. So uh, you, and, you and your fiance and your family live down a little south of BG, right? Correct. They come yeah. up here for Saturdays 10 to 2 for the farmer's market? Yep. How much stuff do you bring with you? Do you ever do you run out? Uh, yeah, we have been selling out. We Good. have been selling out Good. the juices, the straight juice. Uh, been selling out like crazy. Uh, so we had strawberries. So we had strawberries. Uh, we done with strawberries for now until we uh, get some more. Uh, but we had like lettuce and uh, green onions uh, and things like that. Uh, but we bring what we got. We bring what we we bring what we harvest. So if I wanted to bring, what is it like? What's the common way to uh, grab strawberries? A, a pint, a quart. Uh, so how we sold our strawberries is that we, you know. You know, I got a wife. She she do she they make sure it's cute. So we sell our strawberries in a mason jar. So got you it. get the whole you get the whole mason jar for five dollars. You keep the mason jar. Uh, nice little presentation for sure. And you keep the mason jar. Another one thing about the mason jars is that it's good things for storables. Yeah, uh, cannon and all those different things. So 
Uh, that's how we sold our Starburst. We were in like a, before the pandemic hit. I'm, I'm thinking like 2015, 16, 17. We were it was like Mason Jar Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- every every basic white girl I knew wanted a Mason Jar, <laughs> putting her salads and everything in there. Yeah. yeah, it was like the lead up before we got to the charcuterie boards. Yeah, but useful and practical. Uh, what's it like being back in Toledo? A lot's changed, hasn't it? I would definitely say that a lot has a lot has changed, uh, and most of the thing I changed uh, during my process. And you now seeing the city in a different way, like the city has a lot of potential, uh, yeah. a lot of potential, and there's a lot, a lot of great individuals here. And we got to make sure that we give our youth something to do. Yeah, that, we, that's been a big thing of, of mine over the last handful of summers while we've been in the pandemic. Bored kids get into trouble. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In the last couple of years, we've had a lot for them to do, and we've just had to get the message out there that mm-hmm. there is there are these things. And if uh, a grandmother who's watching her kid because the parents aren't around mm-hmm. is worried to let that kid go to that park, we got to overcome that too because there's plenty for kids to do. And those kids, if they're growing stuff, they're not getting into trouble otherwise. Exactly, exactly. So it's just like, that's why it's rejuvenation of our nation is participation. We need individuals to, to participate. You know, parents need to participate. They can't, that's one thing, like, we can't be saying that the kids shouldn't do this, kids shouldn't do that. We children. When we was children, and we all we, we just want something to do. We, yeah. We on this earth. We may not remember our past lives, but we want to. We want to experience. We want to learn again. So it's just like, give me something to do. Give me something that's gonna I'm gonna entertain myself with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my dad always said, an empty mind is the devil's playground. Is exactly. You are gonna find some if if I don't got nothing to do, I'm gonna find something to do. Yeah. And that's the main thing. So it's just like. Make sure that we give our youth something to do uh, that's going to be productive and some, skills that they can use for a, a lifetime. Are there chances for you to grow beyond Cherry Street? Like maybe get over in like a big focus on um, the last couple of years has been getting into the Junction neighborhood mm-hmm. and then into to the north then. Is mm-hmm. there a way for you to grow to get into these spots that desperately need something like you? Yes, that's increasing memberships. Increasing memberships. Because this it's is like all these things can be done. But this is about the support that's being put in place. It's like the the plan is the plan is already being written. It's just that you know raising the capital and making sure that we as a team don't spread ourselves too thin, uh, because we, one we got to make sure that we patient. We got to make sure that uh, we make sure that we uh, prepare, practice, and make sure we persistent. And we can do all those things, uh, but it's just that we need people got to participate. Yeah, everything can be done. We have, the people. The one thing that people don't know is that they, the people are truly in charge. The government's not in charge. The people are in charge. We run everything as, as the people. And so as the, as the people think in one, we can move in one. We don't need everyone. We just need the people that we need. That's, the, that's one of the main things. Is like You don't need everyone supporting you. You truly don't. You just need the ones who truly want to support you, too. Yeah. I like to look at it in the sense that... Um Life and so many things that we call challenges or whatever you, however you want to label them. Uh, life is poker, not blackjack. Mm-hmm. Even with a bad hand, you can still play a good game and win. And you guys have certainly done that thanks to you and your fiance. Uh, let's throw all the information out there where okay. people can track you down, Facebook, socials, all that stuff. All right. So one, you can follow us on YouTube on how uh, we grow on our food, keep it on what our family is. Garden of Treats. Treats is with a Z. You can find us on there. Make sure you like and subscribe. And then our website is lovealwaysfoundation.org. That's where you can find all our events and everything that we got going on. And one of the things that we got going on this Wednesday is that Rapid Fire Pizza uh, in Bowling Green on Main Street. Uh, They're doing a fundraiser for us. And so if you go in there and state that you are there in regards to the Lois Foundation, they are uh, donating a percentage of the earnings uh, to our foundation. Um, 
So that's that. And then on Wednesdays, we also do well, we also do farmers markets in Bowling Green on Wednesdays. Uh, those are on Wednesdays. Those are on Main Street, right across here from uh, Grounds for Thought Coffee Shop. Great place. Yeah, yeah. Great it is a great place. The great owner, Lori, she's amazing. Uh, and yeah, that's uh yeah, that's about that's about awesome. it. Thanks. Uh, you're gonna run the uh, the Cherry Street uh, Farmers Market through what? I guess like, the fall until it gets too cold to be out there. Exactly. So we probably gonna. I think our last market there is October 28th. And so make sure y'all get over there and come see us. Bring your children. You know, bring your people. Um, and just you know, come show some love. Awesome. Thanks so much.